everybody. Welcome to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie, the forces of evil, the globalist, the deep state, the cabal, the technocracy, the corrupt media want to divide and conquer us. Freedom-loving patriots, MAGAs, and those clinging to their guns and Bibles. I'm your host, Becca Marie, along with Stella Padilla, and you are listening to Freedom Speak. We are proudly unindoctrinated and wide awake. I'd like for you to check out our website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can click on the radio replay link and listen to the playbacks of any of our previous shows, and also check out the resource page, which is very helpful. You can get the podcast of this show on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. Want to send us questions and comments? Email us at becca at freedomspeaknm.com. And you can now listen and watch the live stream of this show every Friday morning, 9 a.m. to 12 noon, complete with a call-in line so you can join the conversation. Just go to our free, uh, our website, Freedom Speak NM, and click on the Rumble link. As a matter of fact, if you are watching us right now on Rumble and it is Friday, here we are. You can see us today. And uh, also, if you want to call in and join the conversation, our phone number is on the ticker just below. And uh, just in case you're not seeing that, it is 505-444-5059. So we got an awesome show lined up for you today. I want to start off with a little bit um, something I talked about actually a couple of years ago on one of my other lifetimes on another show. And uh, as you know, I talk a lot about the U.S. Constitution. And I very often mention our right to keep and bear arms as protected by the Second Amendment. Not given to us by the Second Amendment, but protected by the Second Amendment. By the way, I want to remind you all, in case you have heard otherwise recently, from certain absent-minded, feeble presidents, that the Second Amendment is absolute. Why? Because it's a right, not a privilege given by the government. Got me thinking about the tyranny inflicted by the British on the original colonists of this country and the events that led up to the Revolutionary War. Many people that don't have a good understanding of U.S. history may think that freedom was established in this country after the signing of the Declaration of Independence by the Continental Congress on July 4, 1776. This was, in fact, simply the date that 13 original North American British colonies declared their separation from Great Britain. The Declaration was actually the beginning of the revolution. I want to ask you, do you think the protest at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th might have been the start of a new revolution? I'm sure the British saw the Boston Tea Party as an insurrection. I once heard someone at a conference I attended say that people often make declarations, but often don't back it up with action. In this case, actions were in fact taken by the colonists that were fed up with the tyranny, lack of representation, and unfair prosecutions they were receiving from the British Empire. Taxation without representation. 
It's a term you might be familiar with in which Britain instituted the Stamp Act. This measure required colonists to pay taxes on every page of printed paper they used. In today's world, that might be the equivalent of the government taxing you on every post you make on social media. I believe the censorship done by both directly and indirectly by the government is even worse than that. Protests began that were based on a legal principle that the colonial legislatures only had the power to tax residents who had representatives in those legislatures. And even though some colonies had official agents to parliament, like Benjamin Franklin, you might have heard of that guy, no colonies had sitting representatives in the British parliament. Opposition to the Stamp Act led to the Declaration of Rights and Grievances. Another resolution complained about admiralty courts conducting direct trials. It stated, trial by jury is the inherent and invaluable right of every British subject in these colonies. I'm thinking we might make a comparison of this to the January 6th political prisoners being held in a D.C. gulag for going on three years now without due process. The petitions were ignored when they arrived in Britain, but boycotts and financial pressure exerted by the colonists led to the Stamp Act's repeal the next year. Parliament then passed the Declaratory Act, which stated its right in principle to tax the colonies as it saw fit. At that point, momentum had begun within the colonies for more economic independence, and many wanted guarantees from the crown to protect colonist natural rights. Today, I'm going to start the show by talking about a significant historical figure during the revolution. I'm sure all of us that were actually taught American history in school have heard of Paul Revere. Most of us only know of him as the guy that rode a horse and warned the colonists by shouting the phrase, the British are coming, the British are coming, if he actually used those words. A lot of his story that people know is based on a poem of his famous April 1775 midnight ride by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow in 1861. This is how he became the folk hero we think of today. The first couple of verses of that famous poem go like this. Listen, my children, and you shall hear of the midnight ride of Paul Revere. On the 18th of April in 75, hardly a man is now alive. Who remembers that famous day and year? He said to his friend, if the British march by land or sea from the town tonight, hang a lantern aloft in the belfry arch of the North Church Tower as a signal light. One if by land and two if by sea, and I on the opposite shore will be, ready to ride and spread the alarm through every Middlesex village and farm for the country folk to be up and to arm. In reality, Paul Revere was an even more interesting character than most people realize. Paul Revere was a colonial Boston silversmith, industrialist, propagandist, patriot, and even did some dentistry on the side. Is that a diverse skill set or what? 
He was born in Boston's North End in 1734 to a French Huguenot father who ran a silversmith shop and a mother from a local family. Now, you're probably wondering, what is a Huguenot? I didn't know what that was at first either. They were French Protestants in the 16th and 17th centuries who followed the teachings of theologian John Calvin. Persecuted by the French Catholic government during a violent period, Huguenots fled the country in the 17th century and created Huguenot settlements all over Europe, in the United States, and in Africa. As a young man, Revere was educated in reading and writing in school before completing his training as an apprentice to his silversmith father. At age 19, Revere inherited the business upon his father's death, but left the business briefly and enlisted in a provincial army in 1756 during the French and Indian War. He married Sarah Orne in 1757, in which they had eight children together before he died on May 3rd, 1773, at age 37. Did I say he? I meant she, his wife. After the death of his wife, Sarah, he remarried Rachel Walker on, April, on October 10, 1773, and they had eight additional children. You know, I, I, I thought, well, that's kind of quick. Wow, he's, he's already on to another wife. Apparently, that was really common at the time for if, if a, a guy became a widow, for uh, another woman to step up pretty quickly and uh, to help him with his family and his children. He had a lot of children, as you can see. (laughs) As you can imagine, Paul Revere was a rebel and helped create a network which included local activists angered by British rule. We have networks like that forming that have been forming over the past few years. In the mid-1760s, as tensions were rising between the colonists and the British, he joined the rebellious Sons of Liberty. I love that name. Revere took part in the Stamp Act protests in 1765, which eventually led the Crown to repeal a tax that ignited the colonists' hatred of taxation without representation. Revere was also involved in planning the ever-famous Boston Tea Party. He was known as a master propagandist, and even his artisan skills to craft engravings that incited the colonists to join in the rebellion. One of Revere's best-known pieces of propaganda depicted the violent night of the Boston Massacre. He reworked a Henry Pelham drawing and an engraving and widely distributed prints of the stark image of armed British troops taking aim at the colonists. You know, you might say, a lot of us are doing a similar thing now, only we're using social media as a medium to do these things, in which ordinary people are out there with their camera phones and they're showing us what's really happening in the world. And by the way, I watch a lot of that stuff and get a lot of information by watching these things because you certainly don't learn a lot from mainstream news. In 1774 through 1775, Revere was employed by the Boston Committee of Correspondence and the Massachusetts Committee of Safety as an express carrier to carry news, messages, and copies of important documents as far away as New York and Philadelphia. On the evening of April 18, 1775, Paul Revere was summoned by Dr. Joseph Warren of Boston and given the task of writing to Lexington, Massachusetts, with the news that regular troops were about to march into the countryside northwest of Boston. 
According to Warren, these troops planned to arrest Samuel Adams and John Hancock, who were staying at a house in Lexington, and probably continue on to the town of Concord to capture or destroy military stores of gunpowder, ammunition, and several cannon that had been stockpiled there. They were going after the guns. In fact, the British troops had no orders to arrest anyone. Dr. Warren's intelligence at this part uh, of this part was actually a little bit faulty. Revere contacted an unidentified friend and instructed him to show two lanterns in the Tower of Christ Church as a signal in case he was unable to leave town. The two lanterns meant that the British troops planned to row by sea across the Charles River to Cambridge, rather than march by land out Boston Neck. He went to the waterfront where two friends rowed him across the river to Charleston, slipping past a British warship in the darkness... After informing Colonel Conant and other local Sons of Liberty, he borrowed a horse from John Larkin, a Charleston merchant and a Patriot sympathizer. He set off at about 11 o'clock and rode through Medford, where he alarmed Isaac Hall, the captain of the local militia. Notice the context of the word militia. It wasn't a government-ran institution. These were Patriots that were standing up for their country. He then alarmed almost all the houses from Medford through Menotomy, where carefully avoiding the royal mansion of a known loyalist, whose property he rode through and arrived in Lexington sometime after midnight. In Lexington, he met with Samuel Adams and John Hancock and gave them the news. About half past 12, William Dawes, arrived carrying the same message. Notice a lot of people don't talk about William Dawes, but he actually wrote and spread the news too. But it just wouldn't have sounded as good, the midnight ride of William Dawes. Doesn't quite have the same ring. After both men had something to eat and drink, they continued on to Concord, Massachusetts to verify that the military stores had been properly dispersed and hidden away. A short distance outside of Lexington, they were joined by Dr. Samuel Prescott, which was a fellow high son of liberty. A short time later, a British patrol intercepted all three men. Prescott and Dawes escaped. Revere was held for some time, questioned, and let go. Before he was released, however, his horse was confiscated to replace the tired mount of a British sergeant. Left alone on the road, Revere returned to Lexington on foot, time to witness the latter part of the battle on Lexington Green in which the historic shot heard round the world occurred. Regardless of being intercepted and detained, Revere had already helped give the colonial militia a key advantage by alerting them to the impending attack by the British. The battles of Lexington and Concord would spark the Revolutionary War. Paul Revere was a perfect example of an ordinary guy and an American patriot that put everything on the line to fight for liberty and freedom. He was a man of action. Without his contributions and courageous acts, things might have turned out very different. He died a wealthy man of natural causes at age 83 on May 10, 1818. His home, built in 1680, still stands today as the oldest building in downtown Boston. 
I'd like to conclude with a quote by Representative Eldridge Jerry of Massachusetts, spoken during a floor debate over the Second Amendment on August 17, 1789. Whenever governments mean to invade the rights and liberties of the people, they always attempt to destroy the militia, the militia not being a government-ran force, in order to raise an army upon their ruins. Any of that sound familiar, people? Very. <clears throat> so, anyway, I've got a guest here today with us. He, uh, he claims he's got a lot to say. We're going to find out. Steve uh, Fuson, is that how you say your last name? Uh, Fuson. Fuson. Yeah. You can say it any way you want. <clears throat> okay. It's the toughest St- five-letter name ever to... to Adorn the top of an army uniform. You gotta okay. gotta got, talk close to that mic, Steve. Can you hear you me? might want to turn it up a little bit there. There, just tilt it up there. There we go. That's How about better. Now? Oh, that's way better. Much better. Okay, and I got Stella back from her vacation she was on last week. She was I'm somewhere. Back. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so I want to remind you all again. <clears throat> we have phones today. And I, I believe that we've worked out all the bugs in the phone system. We're going to find out today. <coughs> Excuse me. I, uh, and the phone number is streaming along on the bottom of the banner. If you guys are listening on KDAZ on Saturday, you can't call in. This is a playback of the Friday live stream show. But the phone number is 505-444-5059 if you want to call in and join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. Anyway. Stella, what do you think about that? I'm glad that we're going to have a voice. I mean, we'll be able to have people call in and tell us what they think, and it's encouraging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day, there was this um, there was this shooting in Tennessee, in which the resource officer at the school um, did his job. And the cops did their job. They were in that school. They immediately stopped this lunatic shooter from murdering more people. They managed to get this woman managed to get one person, but they took her out. Um, and this is the way. But Joe Biden, what he wants to do is he wants to solve the problem by taking away all our guns and making every place a gun-free zone where shooters know that they can go in unopposed. Yeah, let's ask Chicago how their gun-free zone's working out. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, you know, there are going to be bad people with guns all the time. They are not going to obey any kind of law. And not only that, <clears throat> but I, like I am saying all the time, the Second Amendment is absolute. Shall not be infringed is pretty damn clear what that means. And... Before the bodies were even cold at this site, Joe Biden was using it as an opportunity to promote his gun confiscation agenda. What do you think about that, Steve? Oh, we got a we got I think our. It's an absolute travesty. We have our very first caller. Is that cool or what? All right. Hey, hey let's get him on the line. Yes, for okay, sure. Hold on. Let's try it out. Caller, go ahead. You are on the line with Stella and Becca. <laughs> Hi, I'm just... I'm just <laughs> it's our good friend Tamara. I have caller ID, too, by the way. You guys aren't going to sneak by and let's not knowing who you are. 
<laughs> hey, Tamara, congratulations. You're the very first caller. What do you got, what do you got to, to say about this today, Tamara? Oh, well, first of all, is there any way you guys can put, like, a link where I can touch on it on Facebook to go to the Rumble? Because I just tried to find you on Rumble, and I didn't do it right. Well, the best way to do it is go to our website, freedomspeaknm.com, and click on the Rumble link there. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know if I know how to do the website thing. But, okay. <laughs> so what's on your mind today, Tamara? <laughs> Oh, nothing. Basically, I was just testing it out. And, oh, okay. you know, once one person starts, then other people are more up to call. You That's know what right. I mean? Yeah, I agree. So on uh, anything. OK. Someone has to start it. That's yeah. right. But anyway, Coy is is our Paul Revere, our, our Paul Revere. He is, isn't he? I think I think I definitely would compare Coy Griffin to Paul Revere. He's they've certainly persecuted him enough, haven't they? Of course, they're not done with him yet. And, I don't think are they? No, and he has went all over America. Well, with a truck and trailer and pulling on a horse, out, but basically on a horse. <laughs> no, he, I he, mean he hauls the know. horse from you know. Location to location, but he, yeah, he's he's. But he's own. been in yeah. prob- probably almost every city and town in America. He has. Red. He has. He's been out sounding the alert, hasn't he? Yes. All right. Anything else, Tamara? So. No, but I think you're doing great, and I need to. I do need to be well, able to. And I'm on Rumble. I just need to. Okay. Well, if you're just going to do it that way, then just search for Becca Marie on Rumble. You'll find us. We appreciate your call. Okay. We'll catch you later, Tamara. Okay. All right. Uh, Bye, guys. See ya. Bye. Hey, what do you know? Our phones are working officially. Isn't that awesome? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So it seems like the the latest, uh, I hadn't added this to the outline yet since it happened yesterday, but apparently they have decided to indict President Trump. You know... I think we are officially now living in a third world country because now this is what happens in third world countries. Uh, what they do is they don't try to win elections. They uh, go after, they attack political opponents. Correct. And imprison them or, or even worse. And, you know, this, here's the thing is that with President Trump, literally from Day one, or even before day one, when he was elected, they officially started going after him then. This, this has, is just the, it's just a continuation of what they've been doing ever since that first day he was inaugurated. I think they were shocked that he won, you know, because they weren't expecting well, that. They thought the fix was in, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're afraid of his ideas. They're just, they're afraid of his constituency and his mm-hmm. ideas. And uh, they, they don't think they can win without cheating. Yeah, they don't. And well, and I think they're right. Right. And and here's the thing, and you mentioned this uh, before we started the show today, Steve, is that I think we've essentially got kind of a uniparty going on. Now, we have, we have exceptions. We have those. We have patriots within the Republican Party. You know, we got people right. like Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, Ted Cruz, maybe uh, Rand Paul, most certainly. You know, that are that are fighting and they're speaking up. Um, so, and Donald Trump, he wasn't part of the Uniparty. Correct. He got attacked by both sides. 
Right, because he threatened their power. He threatened their their ability to carry on corruption and keep sucking money like parasites out of our... <laughs> In my humble opinion. In your humble opinion. <laughs> I hear you. Yep. So, um, I don't know what's going to happen next. I mean... Uh, DeSantis actually spoke out yesterday. I read a headline, a headline about this. He said he would not in any way facilitate extradition. So he's leaving it up to Trump to what Trump wants to do. Trump could literally just stay out of New York and they wouldn't be a, there wouldn't be anything they could do about it. Except to build a narrative around it that he's trying to avoid because he's corrupt and all this other, you know. Well, that's what they want to do. But, you know, right. I, think, I think Trump is like the master of... of taking any situation and turning it into a good one. He will use this as publicity to helping. And I can tell you what, me as a voter, if he's sitting at a prison cell, I will be even more voted more motivated to vote for him. <laughs> and I think a lot of people have the same attitude. And I, I think that he, he would, he, he will return to jurisdiction and walk in with swag. Yeah, I believe he will. Then, then he gets then his voice gets heard. Yeah. Can you just imagine so, how a mugshot will be used on his campaign? Right. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> so I, um, I've got a lot of stuff today that I want to talk about. Um, just to give you a little preview of what's coming up in the next segment. There's, I, I've got a, um, I watch OAN quite a lot. You ever watch OAN? I do not. Okay, so OAN is not beholden to the technocracy, the big tech, the the, the corporations. They're strictly a subscription news source. And so uh, one of their favorite commentators on there by the name of Pearson Sharp came he comes out with some fantastic monologues i'm i'm actually jealous of his monologues um and i'm going to play some of his monologue he did the other day because they are actually finding evidence in which those weapons biolabs that are in ukraine that the russians were talking a lot about early on turns out they really exist and the united states was in fact funding them and just like last week when I was talking about these awful DNA weapons that uh, supposedly China's working on. I, I did, the, the whole concept of biological warfare um, is terrifying. I mean, I mentioned the last James Bond movie to everybody out there last, last week, if you haven't seen it. I mean, that's what it was focused around was DNA weapons that had been uh, designed, that were designed to kill certain family lines, certain races, any, anything you want to target, and you infect everybody with it. And the only people that are going to die are the people that it's designed for. And as a matter of fact, those people that are not killed by it become carriers, and they kill all the other people around them. <coughs> Excuse me. <God> bless. <coughs> Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, uh, everybody, don't go anywhere. Uh, we're going to be back in just a few minutes, and um, it's going to be a good show today, so talk to you soon.
Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor. Local, woman-owned, and ran by husband-and-wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road Northeast, call us at 505 292 Hello, I'm Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same-day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella with our guest today, Steve Fuzon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so it apparently today's our first day of trying to do live streaming across three platforms, and apparently the Rumble link is not working. So if you guys are trying to get on Rumble, just, uh, just stick with Facebook for today. We'll figure it out by next week. I just uh, can't fix it within a break. Anyway, so um, talking a lot about uh, everything today is going to be focused around government tyranny and and how they're infringing upon our rights. You know, Paul Revere and the patriots that founded this country, they saw, I believe, less than what we're seeing today with the with the tyranny they were experiencing you know the stamp act basically that was a form of censorship at the time uh censorship of the press of free speech um in which they were taxing essentially taxing free speech now today they don't bother taxing it they just they just flat out just infringe upon it 
uh, censor it, uh, silence you, dox you. Um, they do things like that um, to infringe upon our free speech. I want to. Uh, there's a there's a clip I have that is really really good, and it was um, Pearson Sharp from OAN put it out the other day, and it just kind of went through and it validated a lot of things that I've been talking about. And I want you to hear this <clears throat> for those of you that don't have OAN. As Joe Biden continues provoking a war with Russia, more evidence is piling up that the entire conflict is designed to protect U.S. military labs conducting illegal biological experiments. When America's Pearson Sharp explains. For most of us Americans, the so-called war in Ukraine doesn't make a lot of sense. But when you start to dig under the surface, under the slick media propaganda promoting war and destruction, then you'll understand why our leaders are pushing America to kick off World War III. To put it simply, Ukraine is the deep state. I don't mean it's a part of it, I mean it is the deep state. Ukraine isn't even its own country anymore. It's been bought and sold by the West for the West, and a Western puppet has been put in power to do the bidding of his Western masters. President Volodymyr Zelensky isn't the leader of Ukraine. He's an actor who was hired to play a part. He so literally Washington is an actor. can continue using one. Ukraine as its own personal money laundering piggy bank and bioweapons playground. Those biological and chemical weapons facilities the mainstream media won't talk about? Yeah, they're real. And there's a good chance they were even instrumental in cooking up COVID-19. Independent journalist Clandestine exposed the evidence on Twitter, pointing out the whole operation started back in 2005, when then-Senator Barack Hussein Obama took a trip to Ukraine with Senator Richard Lugar to inspect former Soviet weapons facilities. In reality, the U.S. was taking control of these top secret bioweapons facilities, complete with a fully stocked arsenal of the deadliest nuclear and chemical weapons on the planet. And for the next decade and a half, top secret US government research was carried out in these labs without any oversight or accountability. That's how Joe Biden and his son Hunter were able to get their foot in the door with Hunter's company, Metabiota. Hunter's firm, Rosemont Seneca, actually invested half a million dollars in the San Francisco pathogen research company, Metabiota, working in Ukraine, on top of millions in additional funding he secured through other firms like Goldman Sachs. The situation came to a head in 2014, when Obama's regime, including the CIA and Assistant Secretary of State Victoria Nuland, toppled Ukraine's democratically elected government with a fake civil war. A leaked phone call actually exposed Newland plotting how Ukraine's new government should work. I don't think Cleet should go into the government. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's a good idea. Flash forward to 2022 and Washington vehemently denied there were any bio labs in Ukraine or that the U.S. had anything to do with them, mocking the people who question the narrative as nothing more than dirty conspiracy theorists. 
Yeah, but, but uh, can you explain to us what it, has there been any relationship between the? We are not, not developing biological or chemical weapons inside Ukraine. It's not happening. But that story didn't stick for long, and good old Victorian Newland, under pressure from Senator Marco Rubio, finally cracked and admitted that, yes, there are in fact bioweapons labs in Ukraine. Does Ukraine have chemical or biological weapons? Uh, Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities, which in fact we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So, Biological research laboratories. They like to give everything another name. They're bioweapons labs. Their narrative is that they're agricultural uh, pesticides, uh, that kind of thing. Am I still far too yeah, far away? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you got to be right. I'm away. a very much a novice at this. Yeah, story. okay, yeah. that's okay. First timer. That's okay. <laughs> we, can, we can train you. We can we can teach you how to do this. Um, oh, by the way, five zero five four 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 five zero five nine. If you are watching us uh, streaming and you want to call in and join the conversation, that's the number. Sorry about the rumble link today. I thought I had it all set up correctly, and for some reason it didn't work. But apparently we are still going out over Facebook, so we'll just stick with that today. Whatever, you know, maybe Twitter too. I set that up too. Anyway, so. They, you know, the Russians early on in this thing, they said one of the reasons they were going into Ukraine was because of these bioweapons labs. And they've been talking about that all along. And so this whole thing with Ukraine, do you wonder why that Joe Biden and his corrupt administration keep sending millions and well we're into billions billions and billions of dollars into ukraine with no accountability nobody knows what it's being spent on and they just and and his one of one of his generals just a while back said they're just going to keep sending money until as long as they think there's they need to i think it's biden said that he's he's determined to be there for ukraine i mean he's going to keep sending billions and billions he is where does all these billions come from is all I'm asking because... Well, um, we know where it comes from. Well, I mean, we're, we're in a trillion-dollar <laughs> deficit and yeah, still giving out billions. That's where it comes from. Yeah. You know, and this is why they don't want any, any accountability on the, the national debt. Mm-hmm. And, and this is why we have, at least we have a, a good number of, rep, of Republicans now in the House that are saying, no, we're not going to increase the debt limit unless we have some accountability. And we see some real efforts here being to, to reduce spending. And we want, we want accountability on this money going to Ukraine. We want to know what it's being spent for. Right? Do you um, have a sense for how many um – do they have the votes? Do, can they filibuster this? Can they actually not expand the debt ceiling? This is the same kind of yak my entire life. Every time we go to <clears throat> to, to increase the debt ceiling, um, the 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 opposing party in Congress filibusters it basically. The, you know, yeah. just just to create yeah. a narrative that their side is better than the other side. This kind of thing. Do you believe? In the Republicans that are doing this, or is this just another rhino move? I, I at least believe in the handful of Republicans that are in the House, the ones that uh, stood firm on on the whole Speaker nomination thing. I at least believe in them. Um, the rest of them, I don't know. 
I, I, I really don't know. You know, like Lindsey Graham, he kind of blows with the wind. Right. You never know what he's going to do from day to day. And it's like, you know, I, I believe that it's possible that the House uh, might very well um, side on, on the correct way on these issues. But the Senate, I don't know. Are, are there going to be some Democrats that cross over and finally have a conscience? I, I don't think that <clears throat> it's a politically tenable position because the if if they go ahead and 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 filibuster things stop stop the the increase then in the 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 bank failures and all that other stuff um, that are happening right now economically it would cause runs on the you know that whole deal it would crash the global economy is that what they're trying to do or are they just trying to get pressure for other things it seems like kabuki theater to me i think that it's true yeah i think they've i think they've already crashed the economy if you ask me it's all it's a mess Uh, well you know the thing the other day with uh that uh uh, what is silicon valley bank svb in california where that whole thing happened and what the government did is they basically said oh well uh, we, you know, these depositors are just too, too apparently too big to fail. Right. And so, uh, we're just going to bail them out no matter what it costs, and forget the the limit that supposedly the FDIC does. And it's here's crazy. here's the thing with that, and and I'm very very confused by this. It's like everything they do, it seems like it's intentional to crash the economy. Right. But at the same time, they they did this thing, which would be for the purpose to send a message out to the American public. Well, don't do a run on your bank because we've got it covered. So I'm really, really confused as far as what are we doing here? Right. The end game is the issue. Yeah. Is the end game to say, oh, my gosh, we've, we've gone over the tipping point and now we need the global economy to bail us out and to bring us into the fold because i think that's the threat i think what we're looking at here is 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 globalist corruption that leads to a global control a global government and the only thing standing in its way is u.s freedom yeah the freedoms guaranteed by the constitution of the united states are the only thing that stands in the way of these people attaining their endgame, which I believe is to steal from the entire globe instead of just from their own people. Right. Well, hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it looks like they're trying to start a war, too, which I, I, uh, I don't, I, you know, I don't understand that, too. It's like, you know, I've talked about this before, about the, the whole thing with, uh, you know, Russia, China, some of these other countries, way not, which aren't necessarily good guys, right? But, but at the same time, they're not on board with the whole globalism thing either. So, or so they say. So they say. Well, from what I gather, I think Russia is, is the only one that's not for the new world order. Well, it seems that way. Well, because everybody else is jumping on on board. Yeah. I think that they're part of the faction that thinks that they can wrestle power away from the uh, U.S. hegemonic uh, grip on the global economy right now. Um, China, Russia, North Korea, you know, that whole that whole contingency. Um, I 
think that they're just kind of uh, throwing the dice. They're they're <laughs> Russia is is saying we predict that there's not enough power um, between the two. Um, Sorry, well, I, I lost my place there. <laughs> I, 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 that's okay. We, we be, well, so I believe that they're setting up a, a, a basically a civil war situation in the United States and in the West in general, and so that the West power can become multifurcated, bifurcated at least, and therefore their coalition can then wrestle power from the from what we currently have. Yeah. I, I mean, and it also looks like they're trying to start a civil war in the United States, too. Correct. Like, you don't think this is going to make a whole lot of people really mad by if they put Trump in jail? Right. You know, everything everything they do seems like it's, if, if you're familiar with Kristallnacht, what that was yeah, during, during yeah. Nazi Germany, it seems like that's what they're trying to do. It seems like they're trying to push harder and harder and harder. Like the whole uh, attempt to confiscate guns i'm sorry they are trying to confiscate your guns Correct. okay oh it's an assault weapons ban well what's the definition of an assault weapon well you know they talked about this a while back it's like that includes nine millimeter semi-auto pistols did he say yesterday didn't biden say that uh that that, that uh citizens have no expectation to keep their ar-15s just straight out said it that they are going to come take them uh, That's the idea. Good luck with that. Beto O'Rourke said it in his yeah. campaign. Uh, I, I know a lot of people goal. that have said to me, that is the line in the sand I have drawn. You come to try to confiscate my guns, you got a war on your hands. So right so, now, they're chipping away at our resolve. They're trying to weaken the sauce yeah. so that when they do come they can come in packets and 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 use a you know a, a forceful centered movement in what would what has generally been considered uh an impossible thing to do which would be to root out all the guns that that US citizens have mm-hmm. and <laughs> right yeah so the ATF um developing their unconstitutional um, gun registry. Oh, and we got a the we got another zero caller. tolerance at gun shops. <coughs> it's our friend Tamara again. What's up, Tamara? <laughs> okay, but I've been thinking about this. Yes. And I can't text the live streamers when they're live streaming at the gulag. Yeah. They're busy with all the Antifa pukes and all that yelling at them and stuff. Right. Yeah. But I've, I've been having a question okay. <laughs> in regards to what people say, oh, no, they won't take my guns. Okay. That's always been the excuse them. I've heard. I'm oh, sure well, they're, they're not going to really do that. They're not going to take my guns. They they would but never they would come? never try to make everybody wear a mask. They would never they would never shut down businesses. They would never tell you you can't go to church. Right. They would never tell you you have to get an experimental injection in your arm, right? Yeah, but my question is, and I, like I said, I, you know, you can't really text the, Jason, uh, the live streamers at the Gulag and ask them on Freedom Corner yeah. when I listen to the prisoners and stuff. How come, as far as I know, not a single J6er, when they were picked up, now some of them were picked up at their job, 
but a lot of them were picked up at their house. Yeah. Now, I realize from what little bit the prisoners have said about the day they were picked up, which they don't say a lot about it, but what little bit, um, if it wasn't at their job, basically the, the door flew open and there was eight armed men in their house. Yeah. But how come not a single J6er fought back? You know, because everybody says, oh, no, they won't take my guns. And they're still picking up J6ers. How come I, 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 they're not? I know they're what you're, I know what you're saying, Tamara. At, at what point yeah, do people, yeah. how, at what point do we all say enough is enough? And I'm sorry, we're not going to do this. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and how come I mean, they all say it, but when it comes right down to it, none of them, none of them have done it so far. Which is one of the reasons that they try to chill speech, chill free speech. All of the all of the the, the directions that they're taking at social media, et cetera, et cetera, to try to to embarrass people and intimidate people into not speaking to each other. Because if we speak to each other, then yes, people would respond when their neighbor is being unjustly arrested and taken away mm-hmm. to the gulag. Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. Yeah, because didn't those J6ers see the eight black SUVs pull up in front of their house? <laughs> right. Yeah. And and why didn't they go for their guns? Yeah, I know. That's right? a good, that's I mean, a good question, Tamara. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And it would be good to try and get a hold of, like, Dave Valentine, Freedom Express. He's mm-hmm. at the Freedom Corner every night with Mickey. And ask him, could he... Well, I don't know. They're, the J6ers, the prison records everything they say. Maybe they can't talk about that. Right. But right. at least could you ask a live streamer or try and get him on your show? Because I know Freedom Express, Dave Valentine, he's there every night. Yeah, I'll, I'll look him up. Maybe we, can get him, maybe we can get him in next week, or maybe you can contact him and have him call in. Because isn't that an interesting question? Yeah, Did yeah I think so. Try and fight back? I think it is. Yeah. The other piece of that is why do we allow the militarization of our police force? Why do we let these guys come in heavy um, as a military force? These are police officers. They're just supposed to be peacekeepers. They're supposed to be, they, they swear to uphold the Constitution, and we've turned them into military forces. No-knock warrants in the middle of the night, um, sometimes without even a warrant. They just, they'll just come in hard. Well, what about the IRS just coming in? The IRS, all people. Oh, yeah, we got a good one on that we're going to talk about, too. Nobody's fighting back. But my point is, nobody has fought them back. Like Josh with Oreo Express. Yeah. Josh Colfer. They arrested him over one of the dumb Antifa people um, when Santa was on the mall, which looks like a park to me, but they call it a mall, Mm -hmm. across from the Capitol. Okay, the FBI came to Josh's door. He has guns. He lives in Fresno, California. Why didn't he do anything? And they drug him out, and they didn't drag his baby and teenage daughter and wife Rachel out, but they did bring them out at gunpoint. Well, he has guns all over his house. Why didn't he? I've heard of them dragging people's children out and handcuffing them, too. Yep. I mean, we live... Well, I mean, maybe they did drag him out. Josh hasn't talked about yeah. that. I don't know. But but the point is, nobody has fought back when it actually comes to their door. They all say, oh, no, you're not taking my guns. But when it actually comes to their door... 
Well, if you That's you have to question. think about that, if their family is in there and they're sorely outnumbered right. and they're worried about their children, their family more than anything, that would be something right. that. You know that would you could consider. But that's what all of us have got to think about because everybody right. says, "Oh no, they won't come take my guns." But the J Sixers have all been in that exact position, and that—that's what I'm wondering. And that, well, they monitor and collect all of our communications, so they understand the ties. If you tried to organize a mutual defense militia which is a constitutionally protected mm-hmm, thing, right. they're going to ferret that out immediately. The red flags are coming up. Twitter's going to tell them about it. Facebook's going to tell them about it. The whole, where, wherever you're, Verizon, um, you know, they're, they're going to know about it right away. And then they have the ability to start cutting the links between people. So if your neighbors aren't on board, if you haven't gone around the neighborhood and made sure that everybody has uh, the same kind of fire, firepower that the that the SWAT team is going to bring, there's no way that you can converge on them. Plus, they have the authority, or they they have usurped the authority to take you into custody without. <laughs> you know, without probable cause, emergent situation, blah, 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 all this other crap. And um, you have no defense against it. They're going to ruin your life. They're going to kill your kids. They're going to shoot your dog. And they're, they're going to say, sorry, not sorry. There's nothing. No. There's no recourse for any of it. Um, qualified immunity has to go away. I, we, we have to, to, to decrease the authority and increase the accountability of law enforcement and all the three-letter agencies. We should just disband the three-letter agencies, in my opinion. But No, I'm with you on that. I think, <coughs> and especially the FBI has proven to be so corrupt. Right. They're all and extra-constitutional I'm, as well. Yeah, they are. They are. They, they're, 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 three-letter agencies aren't in the Constitution. Right, right. And yet they're trying to—they essentially pass laws. Right. I'm, I'm sorry, a three-letter right. agency admin, is admin bypassing law. Congress. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, guys. Okay, like, some people that we know, like, one that has a cannon and whatever, that's why they're saying really know your neighbors. So, like, I think what he's talking about is having, like, a code word or so that, like, you, like for instance, we'll use Oreo Express, Josh, because he's put that all over mm-hmm. anyway, and yeah. they know what's happened, and they know him. Um, if he had like a code word and when they came to his door, if the neighbors got their guns out and said, you know, some, in other words, something that some kind of code thing that you can push on your phone or something. And I think that's what, you know, you know, who Becca knows who I'm talking about, is talking about that if you see them coming to someone's house, then you come help them. Yeah. It has to be face to face non electronic though. Yeah. That's yeah. the that's the bit. They own the electronic They world. do. Right now they they're monitoring all. us and there's a web crawler that's going to, to to tag every one of us. Yeah. Yeah. And so we now have well, a flag. So on. then you just Well, so then you just have a thing, especially if you live in a neighborhood. Right. If you see a bunch of black SUV cars <laughs> pulling up right. at my house, then you guys need to come help. Yeah. Right. And you yeah. guys need to keep watch out. I don't know. Thanks, Tabra. Okay, all right. Bye. Bye. All right. 
Well, yeah, I, uh, we're 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 in a really difficult situation in this country. We are at that point in which I mean, now they're going to arrest our president. They um, the other day, and I'll I'll talk about this after the break, and I've got a clip I want to play too. But you know, the other day they were. Um, Congress was interviewing Matt, Matt Taibbi because he mm. was talking about the weaponization of the federal government against we the people. Right. And namely, these three-letter agencies are typically at the front of this oppression that's Absolutely. going on. So while they were interviewing him about the weaponization of government, the IRS was raiding his home. Right. I, 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 and I have a theory about that, and I'm going to talk about that after the break um, and see what you guys think. But by the way, guys, um, if you're watching us on Facebook, unfortunately, Rumble isn't working today. I'll have that fixed by next week. You know, each week we, we, we knock out another problem. <laughs> so, but, but 505-444-5059, that is our number. Make a note of that. And after the break, uh, if you have some comments, definitely give us a call and uh, let us know what you're thinking about this stuff. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about that in the, after the break. Also, have an interesting recording uh, by uh, our esteemed representative in... Um, the Interior Secretary, Deb Hallen, she's a real idiot and uh, apparently doesn't really know much of anything. And I've got a, uh, a recording in which she's being grilled in Congress, and it's really, really quite humorous. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella, and we will be right back. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah. 